0: What's up witches i'm taylor and i'm
1: amber and, and this, this is, is waking up the witch. witch we're your neighborhood witches each week we talk about all things witchy and connect with other humans in a storytelling format about navigating life on this floating rock we're two curious
0: ladies trying to understand the human experience but while we do that we think it's important to honor the
1: people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we are always open to feedback on how we can do better. The views
0: and opinions of our guests don't necessarily reflect the views and opinions of waking up the witch. Now, let's go, ghouls! (laughs) (laughs) Hey Amber.
1: Hi, Taylor.
0: How's it going?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Good. Had a baby doctor appointment today.
1: I got to go with you. It's so lovely. Yep.
0: Went to see the midwives. Fetus is thriving and happy. Um, everything's good.
1: I'm so excited uh to really like have big more in-depth conversations about your experience and all your birth plans and stuff we have Thank some um, fun guests ahead of us to like kind of talk more about that and yeah like really bringing in the witchy components of birthing so that'll be really fun to share with the listeners but also just for you to kind of explore that more oh, for yourself yeah. too so i excited. wanted
0: to start updating Like weekly, so I'm 16 weeks right now,
1: as of recording day, which is the 22nd.
0: Mm -hmm. And one sec the app says the baby size is around the size of an avocado.
1: You call the baby avocado, but then it also
0: says seven inches head to toe, and I feel like that's a really big avocado.
1: Yeah, that's like one of those gigantic ones from Mexico that are like $5 a piece. like a
0: very big avocado, um, but five ounces, and I should start feeling um, the fetus start moving this week.
1: That's so exciting.
0: I can't pick a baby name because it's the <laughs> hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life.
1: And do you want to share like some top thoughts at all? Or just no. nothing is really sticking at all yet?
0: There is. I don't care to share Perfect. Right Perfect. yet. Perfect. I don't want like too much feedback.
1: <laughs> Leave your comments to yourself. <laughs> do you just feel something? Did I? I don't know. You just had a reaction.
0: Something felt weird. I think I might have just felt something. We're
1: talking to her. What does it feel like? Is Describe what... it on the air. It's just... happening.
0: Like a <laughs> like a flick on the inside.
1: Like a little twinkly light inside your body? No. <laughs> or like a not twinkly slam against Like the literally uterus. like a flick. <laughs> like, hey mom.
0: That's like where it would be. Weird. I think eee! Wow. Documented. <laughs> I have to text Curtis.
1: Aw. That's really exciting. As we're talking about how you're gonna feel baby soon. <laughs> whoa your first feeling experience kurt Weird. your baby's moving
0: um i feel like you're gonna be pregnant soon putting it out in the <laughs> world because that's just how this podcast works <laughs> we say live it. manifestations yeah
1: you're We're also really good thing. at just knowing pregnancy things yeah. it's one of your witchy powers yeah i don't know if we've talked much about that on the pod before maybe we have have.
0: uh so many people in my life are pregnant i'm so excited about it i just get to have all these mom friends i'm excited that i'm not like one of the first of
1: Mm -hmm. my friends and
0: people because i don't want to be that pioneer like i'm glad i have like all these people that have like can support me but also been through it and totally i'm older and wiser
1: Yeah, I feel like you get to have, like, best case scenario. You have all this knowledge and all, like, this huge network of people. Yeah. It's really, like, the greatest possibility in your life when you're pregnant. Like, you're not, like, I don't know. Of course, you're still scared. You're, like, having this experience for the first time yourself. But you are so supported.
0: And I get to talk to women all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And I've been asking all my clients to tell me their birth story. And it's just really empowering and beautiful and lovely and I have the best clients ever and they're not the type of people to give crazy unsolicited advice.
1: That's so fucking nice. Anybody
0: that has given me advice has been like, my best advice is to listen to yourself and your gut and not what anybody else has to say because you know it's best.
1: And I love that. It's so true though. So much of the power from my research, is just taken away from you and the traditional, I wouldn't even call it traditional, but our, our birthing system nowadays, mm-hmm. it's, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and we know mm-hmm. everything, says the man doctor birthing your baby.
0: Yeah, I feel <laughs> grateful to be doing this with midwives that explain every single little detail to me along Yeah, that the way. was
1: incredible. Just, like, how much information that they were giving you and, like, every question that they had had an explanation why they were asking the question so that you could be empowered to pay attention more to your body. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so neat. And obviously, I don't have anything to
0: compare it to, but mm-hmm. to me, it feels good and right. And also, like, to birth my baby in the same spot that so many important (laughs) women in my life have brought their children into the world is just like really gives me all the good happy it's like
1: that community like the olden ways of birthing is like in a community and your commune with people Mm -hmm. and everyone around you like it's like their spirits are imprinted on those walls and that space and like holding you and that birthing experience yeah. but in a modern day sense yeah. it's so fucking beautiful Only
0: we could all live together <laughs> on some land and raise each other's children
1: we just need 400 acres <laughs> for all the amazing people in our lives yeah. let's do it uh, speaking of babies my best friend Cheyenne gave birth to her little sweet first birth baby I'm so excited I literally like the night it was happening I I was texting Joey who we all know now Mm -hmm. (laughs) who's also like in our best friend little tripod and the two of us were just like going back and forth while Cheyenne was in labor and um like I haven't been this excited about a baby coming into this world since my very first nephew of like that made me an auntie came into this world almost 17 years ago and I just like couldn't stop crying and my husband Mark is just like this is so cool like he was so excited and happy that you know someone that we love so so much that is a chosen family member is like bringing life into this world like she created this little being and she's so fucking cute and has the cutest little chunky rolls. like she sent us this picture and I was like chins for days and it's like just all these rolls and lumps and like is there nothing better in the it's, world than little rolls of babies so
0: <laughs> surreal like looking at a baby and you're like "That
1: is gonna come out of me
0: yeah <laughs> yeah like, I, was, I still
1: can't really wrap my <laughs> mind around it i don't know wh- like you're making something with your dna and your it, husband's dna yeah. and it's growing and cooking and be, you know literally every single day developing <laughs> it's wild inside your body and you get to feel it my coochie is a portal <laughs>
0: yeah to the other side
1: yoni magic pussy power mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking love it so weird so cool i don't
0: think that even like i know what's happening but i don't think it'll feel real Maybe till they're, like, moving around more or, I mean, I've seen
1: her on scans. It yeah. still doesn't feel real to you're me. You're just going to have all these different layers of reality and she just obviously, yeah, the biggest one will be when you're holding her in your
0: arms. Have you seen the birthing videos and the mom's face when the baby comes out there? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, like, this look of shock and excitement and just, like, the insanity. tears and yeah. the smiles and Yeah, it's fucking. I heard it's like so crazy, the most high you'll ever feel in your entire life.
1: Yeah, it's got to be the most incredible spiritual experience Mm -hmm. you could ever. Dude,
0: hippie kid was telling me that his girlfriends were saying it's like the most intense ayahuasca experience.
1: I believe it. Like all the hormones pumping through your body to make it do the things that it does. Like you are literally expanding. And like creating a fucking portal in your body for life to come out of.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Wow. Like that's got to be trippy. That's got to do wild shit in your brain. Also,
0: pregnancy hormones, great for anxiety and depression. Yeah, that's amazing. So, you know, good luck after. But for (laughs) now, amazing.
1: Well, after you have so many people who love you and support you and are there for you. And all the herbal things that the midwives Oh, my God, yeah. It's so amazing that they just have that right there on hand, created there, basically, you know, house-created. And I'll take the placenta capsules. Yeah, I think that's so great and so good for those hormones, too, to, like, help balance you back out.
0: People used to just eat it like dogs do, like, right after. Some (laughs) people still do,
1: like, blend it right up into smoothies. Mm-hmm. No, (laughs) I mean, it's an organ. It's like eating meat. I don't eat animal organs
0: either. I I should, but it's good for you. I know.
1: But I don't either. I'll take capsules. (laughs) In the capsule. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I'm not a fan of just eating straight up liver, but beef liver is apparently really fucking good for you. But they do make capsules.
0: Yeah, I'll do that. Do that,
1: and that's cool too that they do that there at the birth center. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. And share what you were telling me earlier when we pulled up about the husband that makes the capsules.
0: Mm. Um, his wife, the owner, was
1: telling me that,
0: um, you've like if he's having a bad day, he won't work on the capsule, like making the capsules, or um, because he just doesn't want to like transfer any of his weird or bad energy I to it that. and that. Sometimes if the mama has had like a traumatic birth, he feels like he can tell from the Mm -hmm. placenta and Mm -hmm. just like the vibes. And I just
1: I think that's so incredible. Yeah, it's so thoughtful. Like it just shows all the care that goes into that place as a whole. I love it. So excited. I feel very grateful. Thanks for letting me come to your appointment today. Thanks for coming. That was lovely.
0: What's going on with you?
1: Um, I just took a, like, week off of work. Mark and I went to Idaho for an incentive trip that him and the other click managers put together um, for some of their best workers and, um, like, people who do really well and, you know, in sales and setting appointments and all that stuff. But we stayed in this big-ass fucking mansion Mm -hmm. with 40 people, which is, like... You know, there was plenty of beds for everyone, which is kind of cool. Like all the combined rooms had these like built in bunk beds that were like huge and cool like mm-hmm. it it was like a fun little camp in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still too many people under one roof, even though there was plenty of space for everybody. I was a little exhausted from it, but grateful to be able to go into a badass mansion, there was like the sky bridge that was all windows and it looked out onto yeah. Bear Lake and that was really cool and we got to go on a boat for like five or six hours one day. There was a a cool chef from Brooklyn who got to like they paid for her to come out and um she did like a whole fancy course meal for us one of the nights.
0: Cool. Her
1: name is Cameo Fucci. Um you can find her on instagram at cameo Fucci, c a m e o f u c c i um and she does like private dinners and pasta parties and i think it's a company that she owns or she works for called alora pasta and she does um like online classes to like teach you how to make homemade pasta cool. and stuff, which is really cool for pretty cheap like you could do like group classes or you can do a private class which of course is a little bit more money but um she was so fucking cool she was like really chill she just felt like she was a part of the group like hung out got to do fun stuff with us and she was prepping like a badass as soon as we got there prepping all night long for the night for the night after when we were going to do the dinner cooked all day long made us homemade gnocchi Mm. and like um these cauliflower steaks with this really yummy sauce and this like broccolini thing and homemade i think it was homemade uh tiramisu cake that was just so incredible with like orange zest and chocolate shavings and oh my god it was so incredible she was way cool so i just want to shout her out because she's amazing and we like to support other badass especially women in Mm -hmm. business doing badass things so um, check her on Instagram and maybe consider gifting yeah. a class or getting one for yourself or you and a friend or a partner. Um, I just think it'd be a really cute fun little date night too. So uh, yeah, that was really cool though. We had a good time and then we we drove out there. It was almost 14 hours straight. So we broke up our trip there and back and stayed at two different hot spring resorts. And we got cool. to use, we, Mark bought a tent that goes in the back of the truck bed. Mm-hmm. And a blow-up mattress that, like, fits around the mm-hmm. wheel wells. So, we got to use that for the first time, which was really cool. And I just, like, miss tent camping so much. We yeah. haven't done it in so long. And it was a nice, like, way to do it with our Amazing. older bodies. <laughs> yeah. Um, Of course, like, blow-up mattresses, they just, like, end up deflating partially. And them. they just suck. So, if anyone's got any good I tips. I told you. Oh, yeah. That's right.
0: The sleeping pad. It's send,
1: fucking it, tight. <clears throat> send it to me because, like, I don't think we could do the blood mattress thing we again. Do it was really them. shitty. Yeah. But um, the, but we need some cushion for it's sure. It's like
0: such a nice sleeping. It's almost $200, but like we will sometimes sleep on it in the living room and have like little slumber parties because Amazing.
1: it's like so comfy. We'll put like string lights around the living room it. and just camp out. That's well, so great and happy. I love that so much. Um,
0: But no, yeah. Air mattresses are a sham.
1: They fucking suck. They never work. No. No. They maybe,
0: suck. I don't know. if They used to work, but maybe just so skinny. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. They yeah. don't work anymore. <laughs> we both are not super skinny yeah. anymore. <laughs> so. Um, But yeah, it was nice. And I'm really grateful that we got to have that time together. Like, even if it was driving to, like, go hang out with coworkers and stuff. Um, But it was just really nice time to be able to spend with my husband who just works so hard all the time. And I've been working so hard since opening up the shop and like working towards that. So it was nice to get away for a little bit. And that's been my week. And since I got back, I've just been like nonstop crazy busy. This week is officially like my most booked I've been since I've been open, which I'm so fucking grateful for. Really excited. And all but one person are new clients too, Amazing. which is really cool. I have four clients on the books and tomorrow I'm getting a facial from someone who works across the street from me. It'll be my first time seeing her. Um, And then I'm also, I'm, I've been doing a Reiki trade with someone who is over in, I think she's in the UK. I did a marketing course with her last year and she's a Reiki master teacher and so I did my um give to her a couple weeks ago, and so on Wednesday it's my turn to receive and I'm so grateful that I get to receive this week because I really need it after just spending time with so many people and having yeah. to like give my energy in you know in my business so much to other people, so I'm really looking forward to receiving I need it, I deserve yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah it's it's been a good week. it's been crazy. It's been busy, and I'm just grateful for everything and how life is going right now. Mm-hmm. It's great.
0: I am grateful to feel like a human being.
1: Good God, me until I crawled great. out
0: of my first trimester cave. <laughs> I've missed you so much. <laughs> I missed you <laughs> I just its I don't think, I probably said this last time, but like, I don't think people realize how fucking bad it is because people don't tell others that they're pregnant in their first trimester, but like, be nice to people. Yeah, you have
1: no idea what they're going through. Because nobody
0: in their first trimester is showing, you don't know if somebody's pregnant, like, you have no idea what any, or pregnant, whatever. You don't know what people are going through. Yeah, Be nice to strangers, because they might cut you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or puke on you. Anything's possible. (laughs) So,
0: I don't know. I felt like I was just telling my clients because they are probably like, what the fuck is wrong with you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like in that sense, like you were showing up for work for them. Yeah. They need to know that you might need to run away and, you know. And,
0: like, chug water. Why are you sweating? Or, like, why are you peeing so much? (laughs) Yeah. Or... Just why are you silent?
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things. I think people are definitely more understanding when you know what's going on. So at least in that setting I'm glad that you felt safe enough yeah. to share with the people who were coming to you for their beautiful there was treatments. A
0: couple times where I'm like I have to step away and like take a
1: bite of a bar or something yeah. like
0: I'm going to puke on you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So. I'm sure they were grateful that you took a bite of your bar and didn't puke on them.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and so everybody's just really excited and kind. Yeah, so. but I just even the days that I feel bad now are nothing compared. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like the fucking most intense thing ever.
1: Yeah, you did not look good the few times <laughs> that we got to like get together. I was so worried for you.
0: I know. I'm like. Waiting for the glow. <laughs> <laughs> Which the app said, um it's coming. I'm ready for the glow this week.
1: Your skin so. looks so good. It's around the corner. I'm
0: not as like
1: puffy and mm. like
0: bloated and chubby as I felt too. Like I feel just, you know, Ugh, like I hate that. I have the baby feeling. The baby bump coming, but like the rest of my body doesn't feel just like uncomfortable. Yeah. Sad.
1: And like the uh, indigestion. I like that's what I noticed every time we hung out. You were just like, "Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah." Is that a burp? Please also, be a burp. Also,
0: <laughs> when someone says, "Oh, I'm pregnant," don't say, "Oh, I could tell." Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, it's not really nice <laughs> to say. Like, I know you mean well, but like,
1: don't say that. You're basically calling out that you can tell that, that they feel weight. shitty, <laughs> look shitty. <laughs> And I've gained weight.
0: One lady was like, oh, I was going to ask, but I didn't want to say anything. I'm like, good, don't. Don't tell
1: anybody that. T- tell your sister that later. Yeah. I'm like, don't tell the person. I'm not even showing yet. <laughs> don't say you can tell. <laughs> Today, we decided that we're going to talk about auras so exciting um I'm very excited this is something I've been personally like obsessed with pretty much my whole life but recently kind of like really deep diving back into it um the past month or so so this okay so when I was little when my mom was a witch or like kind of witchy curious um I don't remember exactly what it was, but like I used to tell her like I could always see something and I was trying to figure out what it was. And I just thought it was like, I don't know, something that was wrong with me maybe. And she kind of nurtured and like realized that I was seeing auras. And then like it just became a thing like that we all accepted. And then we'd be like at the grocery store and she's like, what about that person? What do you see? And she just like that was, like, very nurturing because then I got to exercise it, like, helping it only develops more strongly um, for a short while in my childhood. And then, of course, like, as you grow up and you're not practicing those things or thinking about those things, they start to dwindle away and you don't really see them so apparently anymore. And so um, I have to, like, really focus to, like, try to see again. It's much better now, but, like, you know, as an adult, it's been hard to kind of like retrain my eyes to visualize that. And we'll talk a little bit more about how to do that. But, um, so yeah, it's just something that's kind of personally been something that I love and am interested in because it was a natural gift that I had immediately when I was young. So as of recently, I was meditating probably like a month, a month and a half ago, And I don't even remember specifically. I think I was just kind of like trying to connect to my higher self and just seeing like what information I needed to know in the moment. And like loud as clear as day, um, I got that like I need to start reading auras again and offering Mm. it as a service. And it gave me like full body chills, like the time that I realized I needed to learn Reiki. And it was like Oh yeah, duh. Like it of course it's something that I naturally was gifted with. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely something that I should focus on and um, you know, do. That's part of a gift that I have, part of a calling. So ever since then, I, you know, picked up my aura books again, and started kind of flipping through them just to like learn some basics about it and really like looking at TikTok. So like, how do you train your eyes and just have really gone down rabbit holes and obsessing. And then I got this other hit that um I should also do aura photography. Um Of course, this is something I have to invest in and work towards, but like it's something I'm manifesting and putting out there. And mm-hmm. eventually like I got my husband on board. He's all about it. I looked and we don't have, there's not a known aura photographer, I should say, um, in the state of Oregon at all. And the closest one I could find is in Seattle. There's only a few. How does that work? Well, we'll go into that. We'll talk a little bit more about aura photography at the end of all of this. But um, it's really cool. I've had mine photographed twice before in my lifetime And it's just really neat. Like if you Google aura photography and look at the images, like you'll see, it's like, you can see the auras around people and they're all sorts of different colors and vary um, from person to person. And even like, you know, from one picture of the same person to six months later or something, like they can change too because of how our lives are going and what we're doing and what's affecting us, of course. But um yeah it's just really fascinating and so we'll talk a little bit more at the end about aura photography but it's just something that like I'm manifesting and I feel in my bones like it would be such a great addition to everything I'm doing um and to be able to like bring that to the valley because it's like no matter what like I could read auras for you I could train myself how to do that and I think that's still really great and cool Um, but I think people also like to have like a little souvenir if you want, um, to like be able to look at it. I just think it's so beautiful and interesting and fascinating and like really insightful too. So coming soon one day as an arm extension of Moonbees, uh, we will have aura photography at some point i can't Amazing. wait till that day happens <laughs> so putting it out there on the pod goal to manifest that as part of my business super stoked so anyways because of all of that long story short i told taylor like hey how do you feel about talking about auras because i'm kind of obsessed right now i love it <laughs> so here we are well how about we
0: get to chatting
1: what's huh? do it. Okay. Um first I would like to cite some of our sources. Mm-hmm. Um I think that would be really good. We're using two different aura books as well as um some resources online, Wikipedia being one for a few little snippets. I'm also reading and working from a book called The Zend Out Guide to Understanding Auras, Your Handbook to Seeing, Reading and Protecting Your Aura by Either Cassie or Casey Ewell. And then
0: this book is called A Little Bit of Auras, An Introduction to Energy Fields
1: by Cassandra Eason. Yeah, so both of these books are really great. Lots of details, really inexpensive if you are curious about doing more of a deep dive. Um, we're just going to try to cover kind of the surface basics of things to give you kind of like a starting point to understanding auras and, Mm -hmm. um, starting to work with them yourself. So yes. All right, Amber. So what is an aura? Okay. So according to the book, understanding auras, um, auras are an energetic electromagnetic field or atmosphere that surrounds all things so this could be humans obviously we all have auras pets plants even inanimate objects have auras which is pretty fucking cool so because everything's energy everything has a vibration um so everything has an aura um it's like my water bottle yeah weird totally And by the end of this, hopefully you can start practicing looking at the aura of your water bottle. Um, It says, the human aura is an egg-shaped energy field that surrounds the body. Instead of thinking of it as a flat field of color around your body, it is helpful helpful to imagine it as a three-dimensional atmosphere surrounding your entire body. So this is something um, you don't necessarily feel... You don't see with the naked eye unless you're trained to really do so. No, I feel like I feel mine. You totally can. (laughs) Like when you start to concentrate on that and I'll teach you how you can like feel that. So everyone while we're listening, actually, let's just do it right now. Why not? Um, Since we're talking about it. So one easy way to really start to feel your aura or notice it is taking your hands and putting them together. So like in prayer position and like creating friction, rubbing them up and down. Okay. Just for a few seconds. Okay. And then stop and then start to pull it away slowly, like maybe an inch or two. And you can kind of feel like that magnetic energy, right? Like your hands naturally want to go back to each other. And the longer and wider you pull it, like I just got chills as I did that. Like you can kind of feel it expanding and growing. Mm. So that's feeling your own energetic field, your aura that surrounds you. So that's like a fun way just to practice and like getting used to like what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And this is something like I'll teach in Reiki too is like that little energy hand trick, because this is how we're creating that magnetic energy. Like Reiki is healing through the hands And so we do that to kind of help feel other people's auric fields because Mm -hmm. now our hands are this like magnetic energy circuit, like Mm -hmm. you've created that energy. So that's one little trick about how to start to work with your energy field, your aura.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about like the history of auras and like who maybe discovered it? Or how it was practiced before.
1: Um, so looking. Th- I found this on Wikipedia. And um, as far back as they can see. It looks like the concept of auras was first discovered by a guy named Charles Webster Leadbeater. I think it's, he's credited with developing the concept of auras. Okay, so Charles, he was a former priest of the Church of England and was a member of the Mystic Theosophical Society. Not personally know what that means, but um he studied the uh theosophy in India and had believed that he had the ability and of uh clair uh, clairvoyant powers. And he would use them to make scientific investigations. And in 1910, he introduced the concept of auras um, by incorporating the tantric notion of chakras in his book, The Inner Life. I would be curious to read that. Um, So he was kind of the first one really to like kind of bring that to a wider audience. Mm -hmm. Um, It says that later... Um, his ideas on the aura and chakras were adopted by a reinterpreter, um Ed- uh, Edgar Cayce, who most of us probably know his name at least, and a guy named Rudolf Steiner. Um, but his occult anatomy remained a minor interest within the esoteric counterculture until the 1980s when it was picked up by the New Age movement. So this is still kind of like... More of a recent understanding to Mm -hmm. the greater society, um, which is pretty cool. There are some scientific studies like people have really tried to dig into this to try to fully understand it. I was reading that it is still considered, is it neoscience or something like that uh, because there aren't too many like scientific documented researches. But there are a lot of things in the metaphysics that just can't be fully explained yet, but yet we all have experiences Mm -hmm. with them. So just keeping that in mind. And again, if you need the reminder, Taylor and I are not experts and are not claiming anything. (laughs) Literally Um, reading off Wikipedia. (laughs) So we're just trying to bring some information to ourselves and maybe something that you would find interest in. So that's kind of like a quick little history It's founded by a man in the early 1900s. And now we all kind of talk a little bit about it.
0: Yeah. Well, why should we care about
1: our auras or other people or objects or us? Okay. Basically the reason why we should care about it is because it is, uh, if we're like, it's about protecting our energy. Basically it's about creating energetic boundaries with people, with the world, Um, because this is, this is our literal, uh, shield around Mm -hmm. ourselves. And so when we are taking care of our energetic bodies, we're taking care of our physical, mental, spiritual bodies as well. So it is something important if you do want to kind of like dive deeper into that. If you are, if you're an empath, first of all, you're soaking up other people's energies and then that makes you feel like shit. And then, you know, it creates physical, illness and situations in our bodies that are uncomfortable you know so we do want to have good hygiene auric hygiene
0: can you tell me a little bit about the auras like the layers and the colors
1: there are seven layers to the aura um the first layer is the etheric body And it's the closest layer to our physical body. This layer corresponds with the root chakra and represents your connection to the physical world. And then the next layer is our emotional body, which is usually the most colorful part. This layer corresponds with the sacral chakra and as the name suggests and depicts your emotions. So as you can tell, there are like it's very connected to your chakra system which we've talked about chakras on here. So, again, it's going into the same kind of uh, hygienic knowings about your chakra system. Um, the third layer after that is your mental body, which corresponds to your solar plexus. And this layer relates to everything that has to do with your mind and thinking. Um, the fourth layer is your astral body. And this aura corresponds with the heart chakra. This layer marks an important one because it is the bridge from the spiritual realm to your soul
0: so when you're saying layers are you meaning like starting from closest to your body exactly. like exuding out exactly okay.
1: yeah so we're creating that egg so it's the first layer so it's like putting on a jacket you got your first jacket it's cold outside we want to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and then it's you know maybe it's your sweater then it's your jacket yeah. and then it's your hat and your scarf um so we're just creating these energetic layers for ourselves um So the fifth layer is the etheric template. And um, this part of your aura corresponds to the throat chakra and is referred to as a template because it contains information for a replica of your physical body.
0: What the fuck does that mean?
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you know, the first one was the etheric body, and this is the etheric Sorry. template. Um, it's referred to a template because it contains information for a replica of your physical body compared to your connection to the physical world and, like, being rooted into the world. So, like, now we're going into the more spiritual soul piece of of the energetic field moving out of the body experience and going into just like a computer creating information because we live in a simulator exactly <laughs> <laughs> um that's what the book says i don't fucking know what it means Let <laughs> us um and then your sixth layer is the celestial body which we've talked about that on here before. Um, And this corresponds to your third eye, which is your subconscious mind that dwells within the energy of the celestial body. So this like directly connects you to the spirit realm, including your higher self, spiritual world, spirit guides, all of that. And then the final layer, the seventh layer is your casual body or, um, catholic template question mark is that how you say it <laughs> catholic template
0: <clears throat> sure
1: and obviously this is connected to your crown chakra this layer contains information about your past lives and your purpose for this lifetime that's cool um this layer of the aura is accessible through deep meditative work focusing on the crown chakra Okay, this book says it's very unusual for the people to be able to see all seven layers of the aura. Most professional aura readers cannot see all seven layers. Thus, it is very important to learn other ways to experience auras, which is where we're going to work our way into. Um, The next thing to know about our auras is that they can have lots of different colors, and like learning about the layers it's important because then we can kind of judge how like the health of that layer. Um, So when we're talking about like our physical body and it's housing a certain color, then we're going to feel that like a more on a physical level. But like when we're talking on the outer layers and it's holding a different color that is in connection more to like the spiritual realm and um, our connection to the higher consciousness. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the colors. I'm just going to kind of do like a quick little overview of what different colors might mean. And then um, if you want to learn more about like what that specific color might mean and what layer, just go on your own little deep dive to search more into that. Um, For right now, we're just going to talk about (laughs) the surface of auras. Um, So we're looking at a rainbow you're going to have all of those colors. And then there's also a few more. So there's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, magenta, turquoise, indigo, crystal. And then there are like other colors too, like silver, black, brown, all sorts of different things. So um, these are very much like going to be similar to the chakra colors. So when you're, it's like a good starting point. When you start to understand chakras, then it'll help you kind of understand the aura colors a little bit more because they're going to have a lot of the same themes. Um, so this book, which I love just kind of gives you different kind of statements about the color, which is kind of fun. Um, of like what it could mean. So like if you're seeing red and then aura, um, this could mean that someone loves physical activity or maybe they are quick to anger. Sensuality might be important to them. They enjoy physical touch. Um, they like collecting things. That's one of the things this book says. It's just kind of interesting. Orange um, has a lot to do with like creativity, uh, success, adventure, strategy, thrill seeker. Uh, very energetic, playful. Um, yellow means it could mean that they're absorbed in their work easily. Um, very. Um, like book smart. Could also mean that they're optimistic. They're a lifelong learner and they are really goal oriented. Green has a lot to do with organization, being in service to others, good listener. Um, the well-being of others is important to them. They make money easily, could be considered a healer. Um, I consider myself a teacher. Oh, sorry, that's for the blue. Um, intuitive public speaking is a natural ability, um, maybe an advocate for social justice going into the violet. Uh, you'll see this a lot in healers and, uh, empaths, people who are sensitive to energy, um, very in tune with their emotions. Um, sometimes they feel like they don't belong. Uh, and very connected to their psychic abilities. Magenta, you'll see, means they're very eccentric and creative and artistic. Um, however, they might get bored easily, have a very active imagination, and um, could also be a passionate person. Turquoise, uh, these, this is a sign of an old soul. Uh, strong leadership skills. Um, truth seeker. And very task-oriented. Indigo is another color. Mm -hmm. And um, this could be, again, another, like, physical or emotionally sensitive person. Someone who can actually, like, really get into the soul with people. Like, having very sincere, deep conversations very easily. They're not afraid to, like, be themselves. Like, regardless of how people might accept them, which is really cool. And then crystal is one that I read was very rare to see in people. This is kind of like an iridescent color and um, someone who might unintentionally pick up on other people's moods. I think like empath would really fall into this one. Um, feeling very overwhelmed in public. Energy healing comes naturally to these types of people. They enjoy independent work, enjoy observing people from a distance. So, um, someone who either needs to or has very good, strong people boundaries, too. Um, so that's just kind of like a quick little overview of some of the colors and their There's meanings. a couple on here. Okay, cool. There. Please. Yeah.
0: This one has gold.
1: Um, oh,
0: yes. For perfection. Someone that's high achieving has big goals. Silver represents dreams, magic, visions, and desires for fulfillment beyond the material world. Mm. Pink is unconditional love, reconciliation, practical nurturing, and gentleness. Um, The color of wise counselor and unconditional love. Mm. And then brown is for um, practical abilities, stability, reliability, love of animals, um, acceptance of frailty and self. And then gray is the color of compromise, adaptability. Um, and gray is the lower part of the innermost part of the red aura oh interesting and black for transitions rest leading to regeneration sorrows and obstacles to overcome mm. though black is the lowest part of the innermost aura layer it can appear anywhere in the aura especially as knots or tangles
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: indicates the need
1: for attention in that particular area, especially emotionally. That reminds me, too, that like um, not all auras are like smooth, like some auras could have lots of like spikes or um, ridges, you know, it could be like a little bit more erratic in behavior. Uh, to me, I don't know if there's any like real basis in this, but just intuitively to me, it's just a little bit more chaotic energy uh, because it's not just about the colors. It's about like the energy of it, the shape of it, the the fluidness of it. Um, so really paying attention to that when you start to develop this, the psychic gift, this ability to be able to see or like paying attention to not just the color also paying attention to like how it makes you feel around someone um, because we're really connecting to all of our clairs when we're reading auras. It's not just necessarily about like seeing and visualizing. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, didn't you read something earlier about like babies?
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say that um, this book says While most adults display two or three consistent aura colors to indicate their basic character or more flickering transient overall color that changes with mood. Babies begin with white or gold auras at birth, and some midwives describe a golden light as the infant is born.
1: Hmm. If the
0: birth is more traumatic, the aura may temporarily be a misty white. By about a year old, as the child becomes more integrated into the world, she operates through the violet and indigo levels, which enable her to be very psychic, though this ability may gradually fade in preschool years. At the same time, the newborn infant will also display the root level of red because of her total dependency on her caregiver to survive. Mm. Um, The child will move into needs and desires of the orange layer at about two years old and begin to learn the logic of yellow and mutually loving relationships by green, of green by her early school ages. So Mm -hmm. many, for many children, access to the higher chakras disappears by age seven. Um, But some retain it together with their natural clairvoyance. Um, However, some very sensitive children retain a predominance of indigo in their auras and find the everyday world tough to navigate as they don't like the noise. Um, That is the dishonesty of people who pretend to be what they're not. They may display educational problems, hyperactivity, and even communication difficulties such as Asperger's Mm. because the world is out of sync with them and less sensitive peers may tease or bully them. Children are now occasionally born with a complete rainbow aura um, with all the bright colors and in balance, but it would seem they have come to bring peace to the world. Such babies are unusually alert, can see spirits and angels, can interact wonderfully with animals and often extraordinarily wise with knowledge Mm. of past worlds from an early age.
1: I love that. I feel like um, like a lot of the TikToks and stuff we've seen in more recent years is talking about like the babies that are coming, like the spirit babies have been waiting for this time, uh, like right now, and they've been waiting and they're going to come and they're going to be of these types of children who, you know, are much more connected and mm-hmm. intuitive. So I'm excited to see wait. how all the babies in our circles grow to be and witness that it's very special and we need world peace more than ever
0: so our aura's can also be affected by um, our moods or the moods of other people around us. Totally. Um, Our auras are affected both positively and negatively by the energy fields of others with whom we interact and the physical, mental, and emotional environment in which we live and work in. They can also be affected by our memories of past situations and fears or anxieties of the future. Mm -hmm. Which like Duh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but like thinking about that, like on an energetic level, like when you think about everything, just being energy and how we can shift from that, and why it is so important to create these boundaries and protections for us to protect our energy. Like we see and read and hear about that all the time. Like, protect your energy. Like, it's a real thing that we need to do so that we can live healthily in the world and be around each other.
0: But it seems like in a healthy way, like you don't want to completely shut down no, your aura. No. Which can
1: also happen totally. from like shutting yourself down. And trauma. From and From others. Limiting beliefs and people telling you shit this, about things.
0: Um, Book talks about people with like ADHD and Asperger's and autism. And how at a very young age, a lot of those people have close down their auras to avoid intense pain of mm. just interacting with other people in the world yeah which is really sad
1: yeah we don't want to like completely shut off like i tell people a lot tell the people this a lot um you know during sessions with me because a lot of us like over give ourselves um to where we feel drained and we do need to like make sure we're filling our cup and protecting ourselves, but we don't want to be completely closed off because we want to receive the good and the higher vibrations that exist in the world around us. Um, So if we are completely shut off, like no bitch, my energy, only my energy, like then that also is just as toxic as like, letting all of the energy come in and so we have to be perfectly balanced it's always about balance yes yeah.
0: have you, you we've all met people who are like oh i just have really strong boundaries and it's like no you've just literally cut everyone off and you need to like yeah check your boundaries like i believe in strong boundaries but i also believe that like relationships take work yeah and communication and if yeah. your boundary is to just cut people off then like that's not really what a boundary means. It could. But yeah. But that's not always what it yeah, means. Yeah, totally. Um, and then also our personality is a part of our aura, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, And the personality aura just kind of helps you understand what makes people tick. It gives you insight to the kind of people they are and the things that matter to them. What does it really mean to protect your aura? Like what tools would you use to do that? And then what is cleansing? What's the difference between protecting and cleansing and how do you do both of those?
1: So protecting your aura and your energy obviously is something we hit at at the beginning of this, of being something of importance. So one of the easiest ways to protect your energy, you can do this at home. You can do this in the shower. You can do this in your car. Um, any time of day, anytime you feel like you're just being a little bit more vulnerable to other people's energies, you can do this real quick. Close your eyes, go to the bathroom if you need to, if you're at work, like get away from other people and take a moment for yourself and close your eyes and envision a like a shield of white light surrounding your entire energetic body outside of your aura Um, and white is like the highest vibrational energy is cleansing, it's clearing. So this is also, um, you know, just adding that little extra layer of, it's like putting selenite around you. If that is a helpful visual, if you're not just like fucking white light, you're dumb. Like if, if your brain's like, I don't get it. I can't do that. Like selenite is one of like, the best crystals that you can have around, because it's basically pure salt, which is just like the most cleansing, beautiful crystal of ever. Like you know, you'll hear like, put your crystals out to charge them in the in the moon. Like selenite never needs to be charged or cleansed because it is like the purest, highest vibrational crystal. So imagining putting a shield of selenite around you if that gives you a little bit better of a visual um and just allowing that to like shield you and protect you um i know not everyone's visual i am visual so i personally find it kind of hard to describe other ways but i'm sure the book will give us some other ways to do that um but just creating that white light of protection around you um and and thinking like good thoughts about it like putting an intention around it what so not just like putting the white light around you but what the what what does the white light mean to you Um, putting the intention of this is protecting me from other people's energies so that I'm not my moods and energy isn't being influenced by other people and the world around me, helping me to stay high vibrational and feeling good in my body and safe. You know, just like say like a little mantra to yourself about it. If you're someone who believes in higher energies, you can call in your guides, your angels, your ancestors, your past loved ones, your past animals, your higher self, whoever, whatever, the universe, God, source, you know, whatever, and ask them to also create this shield around you. So protecting is fairly easy. It does take practice, though. So don't be hard on yourself if this isn't something natural to you. um, And trusting that your intentions are powerful. So just trusting your ability to be able to do that um and if you're still feeling you know uncertain about it maybe finding someone uh who is really good at this around you or a friend who can kind of help just taking a moment to create protection around yourself um cleansing is a little different because you know i i feel like when we put protection around ourselves that can also include like a quick little cleanse but cleansing when we think like technically what the word is is like cleaning things. So, if you think like you're in the shower and you're using the soap and the shampoo to wash your body to get away the dirt, that is what cleansing is. When we talk about cleansing, there is still like buildup that gets caught in our aura and our energetic fields and we want to cleanse them, cleanse away these energies that aren't ours or aren't serving us anymore. So, Again, you can do a visual cleanse, something I really love to do every single time I take a shower. I take just an extra couple of minutes where I'm not actively washing my body, but just let the water run over the top of my head and visualizing this, like picking up all of the energy that's not mine that I've picked up from the day and allowing it to go down the drain and wash away, never to be seen again. And just like allowing the energetic cleanse happen. And water is so cleansing energetically and physically. So using that to help kind of cleanse yourself. If you're, and then another thing that I do when I'm not showering is doing kind of a sweep motion over my body. So just like, it's like brushing the dust off your shoulders, but do it all over your body, crossing your body, your head. I'll show you. (laughs) Every time I think
0: of like, cleansing your auras i think of whitney rose from the housewives of salt
1: lake city <laughs> Yeah. Like <laughs> um, there's just, lots of different ways you just got to find like what works for you snapping like around this
0: book says like <laughs> using a clear pendulum as your white light and like yes. kind of spinning it around in like a clockwise motion getting out all the tangles and the clumps and the
1: Yeah, there's so many different ways you can go about doing this. And I know, like, especially when you're getting started, it can really help to have something physical like a pendulum to use to go across your body or a selenite wand. Wouldn't
0: you say as long as your intention is to cleanse, it doesn't really matter how you're doing? Exactly.
1: I wholeheartedly believe in that personally. Um, I just know. Like when you're a beginner and you're learning how to do these things, your mind kind of gets in the way because you've been taught your whole life by the world and the people who have raised you maybe that you're making this shit up and it's not real. And so you just have those old judgments that are still hanging over your head telling you you're not real. And so when you're also putting in this isn't real, then you're kind of canceling out the intention that you're setting. So sometimes having something physical, if you are that type of person, that can help. Um, Other ways to cleanse, you can use sound healing. So singing bowls, chimes, Um, you can sing yourself, like that's releasing and moving energy. Put it on your favorite song and like dancing and shaking around with the thought and intention of like clearing away the energy. Eating really good, clean foods, is going to be good because like on a physical level you are cleaning out your digestive system and clearing away all the gunk so on a physical level you're still also energetically clearing away mm-hmm. of course crystals um you can do herbal smokes, so like palo yeah. santo or desert sage um different herbs like mugwort lavender sweetgrass different things like that are really good Um, for cleansing the energy. There's so many different ways you can cleanse your energy. And I recommend doing this daily if possible, um, just to have that good energy hygiene. And if you're really feeling funky and you're just like, I don't know what the fuck to do, then go seek out an energy healer. Yeah. Um, In person is always nice, but a lot of energy work can be done virtually as well. If there's someone Mm -hmm. that you resonate with, um, reach out to them maybe schedule something and they can really help like get deep down and dirty it's like so- sometimes you got to go to the car wash yeah <laughs> and like really get that deep cleaning and adding on that little layer of production
0: <laughs> where do you go and you want someone to wash your body
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a spa
0: do they do that
1: I mean, they have, like, salt scrubs and stuff. Oh, speaking of cleansing, salt scrubs are great for cleansing. <laughs> like a good Somebody salt bath. me a bath. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an energy bath. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, lots and lots and lots of tips on on cleansing. And always protect yourself after you've cleansed. Because then now you're, like, real nice open. and fresh and sparkly. Exactly. Open. So then adding that protection. And, um something I use in Reiki, but you can totally take this and use this in your daily life when you're leaving work or leaving the grocery store or whatever. But when I'm working with someone, like obviously we're connected and um, I have to protect my energy from picking up on there. Some people like to throw out cords because they're like, "Ooh, I like you. You make me feel good. Let me attach that energy and keep soaking it up from you. Um, so what I always do, no matter what session I'm in or who I'm working with, I always end whether in my head or out loud saying what's yours is yours and what's mine is mine. And I know I've said that on here before, but like you don't have to do energy work to use that phrase and intention. Like you can do that every single time. And I mean, do it with your kids, do it with your husband, your wife, your partner, your mother, your dad, your family, whoever, because when we, especially when we love people, we are much more vulnerable and susceptible to picking up on their energy um, And it's much harder to keep that barrier of protection. So it's really important. Um, It doesn't mean that you don't love them and that you're not connected to them in some way, but you have to still protect your energy. Would you like to read someone's aura on TV? Yeah, you can definitely do that. Funny. <laughs> you totally can. These, so all these Vanderpump people. <laughs> <laughs> Sticky, icky <auras. laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Try practicing. It. It'd be okay. really funny. I'll um, tell Joey. <laughs> <laughs> so in my book, it talks about experiencing auras, uh, which is also like talking about how to read auras. And so there's a couple different ways that you can experience an aura. Um, one, of course, is visualizing it, seeing it with your eyes um, another way is intuiting with your third eye, and so just like this is a way that I see a lot is closing my eyes and just seeing what colors come in and mm. shapes and stuff because I am very um clairvoyant. I see things a lot in that manner, and then another way is, of course, feeling with your hands, so that practice that we did at the very beginning of this
0: mine is definitely the letting my eyes glaze over and then I like, yeah. see.
1: Yeah. But and so it says like in this book and anywhere that you look like if you want to start practicing, um, there's also some like graphics that's like a seeing eye trick with like two spiral circles, like overlapping each other. And you're supposed to focus in on the middle without blinking and just let your eyes get really, really tired until like the circles will become like three circles and then it becomes one. And at that point, that's like where your eyes need to sit to be able to see aura. So something I was learning online is like when you're looking at somebody trying to read their aura, just like allow your eyes to kind of soften, Mm -hmm. try not to blink and focus in on one space. So like where the third eye would be like between the brows is a really good spot to learn and just like don't like try to have a staring contest where your eyes are all wide but just like allow them to soften like you're getting kind of sleepy. I
0: feel like it's a little awkward to maybe get your aura red. Well yeah I (laughs) mean somebody's
1: like kind of cross little drooly, and they're like (laughs) ah it's violet. (laughs) like "Mm, can I have my
0: money back? You're freaking me
1: out. (laughs) Um, and I mean maybe like for the receiver it'd be more comfortable to close their eyes yeah. so that it's not like yeah. this weird yeah, awkward thing. Uh it'll Put make this it hard. Mask on. Yeah, maybe. That could be good.
0: That's funny. Um,
1: but just like, yeah, softening your gaze and allowing your eyes to get to that spot where they're just everything's blurry and miragey, and then you can start to see at least that first layer. Um, It becomes kind of like a halo around your body. Like Mm -hmm. I could see that right now and my eyes aren't even softened, but I just see like this golden energy around you right now. And then the more you soften, you're going to start to see a few more layers um, and different colors and remembering too, that it's not just like the silhouette around them, but it's also in front of them and behind them and all around them. Like it's a whole energy shield. Um, So when you start to really practice this and get good at it too, like you can start to kind of scan the body and seeing where different colors might pop up, like in different areas of the body too.
0: When I was in high school and I tried LSD for the first time, yeah. at the so it was like a guy I was dating. We did it together, and then he like had people over, and he had this like beautiful amber golden, just like beautiful aura, mm. and I was just like oh. <laughs> around him. And all the drunk people didn't really have anything. They were just like, ugh. And then these two dudes walked down the stairs and they were just like this bright, shining, colorful, like, I was just looking at them, like, giggling. Because I was like, oh my God. And then, like, when they talked, the colors, like, fell out of their mouth. I don't know um, if That's so like, incredible. had anything to do with it. And I went up to them and I was, like, hi. <laughs> and then they were, like, oh, we're on Molly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was, so like. So oh. fascinating. And then we, like, sat in front of this, like, dark TV screen. And they were wearing, like, light colors. And I was wearing a dark color. And it felt like this, like. Duality of just like our spirits and energy. Wow. I don't know if I looked into it a lot because I was just like really young and everything seems more magical. But it felt like so beautiful, and then I became friends with them for like ever for a really I long love time. That. After well, that, and night.
1: I think like paying attention to that drugs or not, like really, like you can feel people's energy. Like mm-hmm. I really believe if you allow yourself to everyone has the ability to feel like you know when someone just has something off about them, whether you can see their auric field or not, like mm-hmm. you can feel that in your body when someone's got bad vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost always, maybe not always, but almost always, yeah. you can really judge somebody's energy. And like when it when someone is that like vibrant, rainbowy, lovely, like attractive energy, that's part of like your auras yeah. and your energetic He became feel. one of my best
0: friends for like a very long I time. love After that. that, I was just like <laughs> so drawn to him in that moment. That's it's
1: so just, cool. Like, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think like if anything, like just allow yourself to kind, I mean, again, like I feel like everything comes back to being present mm-hmm. in the moment and just really feeling and seeing and experiencing your situations like when you're out wherever you are in the world grocery store mm-hmm. i want to say movie theater but you're not really looking at people no. in the movie theater like wherever anyway, you are down the street yeah like you can start to take a moment and just like get curious and see if you see anything well and a lot of people that listen
0: to this podcast work with others yes. and like the service and community. your working space for sure and you can just feel it there's people I want to fucking kick in the ass on the way <laughs> get out <laughs> of here <Yes. laughs> exactly fucking sage the whole place exactly it's very rare I feel like I attract the people that like are drawn to me totally but there's like you know every now and then I'm like ugh Get well, and, your energy away from mine, you dirty, dirty bag. Totally.
1: And as you say that too, like it's rare. Like I usually attract people who I want in my space. Like that's part of having good auric hygiene, mm-hmm. you know, because you are kind of taking care of yourself and protecting your energy in a way and manifesting, putting out yeah. into the world like the people that you desire. Um, you, you are a magnet like that mm-hmm. is part of what the aura is, is a magnet for other people, good or bad. Um, so, you know, it is important and, and also like if you're not having good or hygiene, you're going to attract more people who see you as vulnerable because they can get in and, yeah. and you know, also turn your shit up.
0: Just even if you do, I feel like sometimes people want to leech on to that good energy that you're putting out totally and so, like the imm- they will, will drain succubus. you
1: exactly and that's one thing like i read a lot about is talking about energy vampires like they <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that's what they're called i know, you know?
0: and i know some
1: <laughs> yeah i i've definitely had my experience yeah. with them and you may not realize it right away but like really noting like how you feel after being with somebody how do they make you feel like are you energized and excited yeah. um and and you know, maybe not judge like first, like you can, if you feel like they're super bad, but like, you know, first, how is your energy going into the situation? How are you feeling? Um, If you're feeling like totally great and high and happy, and then you're left feeling completely drained afterwards, Mm -hmm. like maybe you need to kind of reconsider the time you're giving this person because they could Mm -hmm. just be sucking you dry because you have all the light in the Mm -hmm. world and all that good Glowy energy and the rainbows flying through you and they need that
0: mm-hmm. because
1: they're so black yep, and dark. So just keeping that in mind and really like being present in your body and your energy.
0: I also want to give people in the service industry permission to be fucking picky about who's in your space. Yes. It could be somebody that pays you a lot of money and they really, really love yes. you and they like you, but it's not benefiting you. It's okay to, say like and I mean in a polite way if you really need help with breaking up with that person you can always dm me Mm -hmm. but like it's okay to cut ties totally with those people even if they're like quote-unquote good clients Mm -hmm. like that doesn't mean they're
1: good good for for you you. yeah and I guarantee if you have that situation and you cut out that one person that you're like worried because it's a big part of your livelihood as far as finances go you're gonna have two more people coming to you after that like you are making space always when you need to cut those ties when i was
0: younger and like more vulnerable i always took on the like problem people because i felt like i was like stronger or like i could handle it and it's like just because you can handle it doesn't mean you should
1: no absolutely you don't have to take on people as projects no it is not your responsibility Mm -hmm. i'm like truth (laughs) mind drop same 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 uh i that i used to date a lot of people my all my friends used to say like why are you dating all these projects (laughs) yep that's why i was like i had hmm. no idea you're right you're right Um, Okay, so some tips for seeing auras according to this book, Understanding Auras. Um, Again, this is talking about the eyes, but this will be like a more straightforward um, verbiage. Um, Your eyes will tire quickly and that's normal. You are trying to use your eyes in a completely new way. So, of course, they're going to get tired. Try practicing for just a couple of minutes when you first begin then work yourself up to five minutes of practice a day. Hmm. Again, with anything, it's you're building a muscle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, practicing auras daily for short amounts of time. Practice in this way. Uh, practicing in this way is more beneficial than practicing intermittently for long periods. Eventually, you'll get faster at adjusting your eyes, and it won't uh, be so much strain for you. Take advantage of opportunities to view auras out in the public. Sitting in a waiting room or at a restaurant is a great time and uh, place to practice. Your favorite opportunity to practice seeing other people's auras is at a speaking events and concerts. Um, Let's see. Try to adjust your sight in different ways until you come across a way that works for you because we're all different. For example, rather than focusing on a person or aura, adjust your eyes as though you're looking through that person or an aura. Another suggestion is to try to relax your eyes, making everything a little blurry and out of focus. Ask the light and colors to come into your eyes. It's incredible how powerful the act of asking for what we want is. Good God, that is so true with everything, especially in this world. Um. Meditate before you practice seeing auras. Are you practicing seeing my auras? I see your eyes getting all watery. <laughs> They're greenish yellowish. Oh, I love it. Well, that's funny because mm-hmm. my whole theme is green and yellow everywhere in my house, my business. <laughs> um, meditate before you practice seeing auras. If you're new to meditation, merely sitting and listening to your breath for a few minutes will help. You can also practice the third eye exercise described earlier. Um sorry, I didn't read that to you. <laughs> Get this book if you want to know what it is. <laughs> um if you wear glact g- gla- galactics if you wear glasses, practicing auras with and without your glasses. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling, let it go and take a break for a day or two. So, seeing your aura exercise. I think this will be like just a really helpful place to start. So I'm just going to read you this so everyone kind of has this information. Um, so number one, before you begin, do a short meditation for two to five minutes or practice some of the third eye activities, um, described on 54, and 55, <laughs> sorry, not going to read it. Um, find a white or neutral colored wall to use for this activity. The ceiling works well if you don't have any blank walls around. You'll either use your hand or your feet for this exercise. If you're using your hand, find a comfortable seat, preferably somewhere you can rest your arm on your knee so it doesn't get tiring. If you're using the ceiling as your backdrop, try using your feet. Um, If you're going to view your feet for this aura exercise, you can lie on your back and put your feet in the air. I love practicing, practicing seeing auras in this way because it's a very relaxing position. Holding your arm out or your feet out, focus, on your, focus your gaze on the negative spaces around your arm or feet.